0: Welcome to Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode 289. I am joined by my brother, Matt, Yo. to record this fine podcast this week. And uh, we got to talk, we talked about a lot of
1: books this week. We did. One of them was uh, number 289 of Deadpool. Yeah, I can't believe they jumped up so high in numbers in the past year. <laughs> I know, didn't past everything month. reset in month in one?
0: Yeah. Um. We also talked about King Kong. An unlikely world that he would be at, Kong on the Planet of the Apes. We uh, howled at the moon a little bit with some coyotes, number one. We talked about some trailers, some moves for big wigs uh, here and there from Marvel to DC. And,
1: and some deep regrets. We now have a new thing to do if you ever create a time machine.
0: Yes. So sit back, relax, go back in time with Drunk On Comics Podcast, episode 289. Super Macabros, Bros missed the warp pipe to the coin room. Yeah, let's become
1: millionaires with Bitcoin. You know, I do regret, like, back when Bitcoin was a thing, like, not throwing 20 bucks at it, 50 bucks at it. I I spent two days this week trying to figure
0: out how to get into, you know, the playing field, and it's beyond me. Because I, I, too, I'm very technologically smart. I mean, my job is, you know, kind of IT-ish stuff, and... I knew back then. I was like, "This seems interesting enough to throw fifty bucks at."
1: Yeah, fifty you bucks. You then, would not wanted to throw more than that because it, you're like, "It's still an online." You know, this seems totally like uh, a scheme, right? We'll get rich real quick and then it'll go away within a year. Well, not only that, so trying to hit have, that market when it's on the the high point and then selling off. When you're when
0: it first started, you could also used your computer at the time because the power to get the hashes and everything you would have been able to do that with one computer because there's not many people looking for them in the yeah. uh, you know the coins. so I could have made a lot of them then I could have had at least because of when I first heard about this which was at the very beginning mm-hmm. at least uh, two figure million
1: if you would have spent how much 50 bucks no,
0: no well even 50 bucks I would have been at least I think right now it's seven close to seven thousand a Bitcoin. 50 bucks could have gotten you 50 Bitcoin, so that would have been, what, 3,000, or 350,000, so...
1: So, time travel, before killing Hitler, tell your younger self to invest in bitcoin?
0: Yes, pretty much so.
1: What is the world come? I don't to? even
0: know if that math adds up, I think it's a lot more than that, but yeah, so, I could have easily, there was someone, the horror stories of people, who were even trying to sell 1,000 bitcoins for 50, that would be 7 million. Someone had bought that, but no one knew back
1: then. And then yeah. it's the hard had, part of
0: would you have yeah. sat on it? Yeah. And I think partly I would have sat on it for
1: fifty it. bucks. If you a small investment at first would have been easy to sit on. But cause, people cause you were could also thinking
0: s- it was going to go away. But when it got to a hundred dollars a share, mm-hmm. so from from one dollar hundred, I think I might have pulled the trigger. So that's yep. what happened, and that's why it keeps going up. And now I if, know a
1: dude that uh, I used to play D and D with, and he had some bitcoins. And I remember him saying, "Yeah, they're like twenty-eight dollars a pop right now. So I'm gonna like sell off a few of them and buy a couple more books or something. You know, it'd be nice to get an extra hundred bucks." And I was like, "Whoa, well, that was a good investment for you. Good for you. Like, when are you know when do you think it's gonna? Hit pop? This was several years ago, and now I wonder if he regrets selling them off then." So
0: uh, there's so much. I, so I found out. I was like, "Could I actually still try to get one on my computer?" Technically, yes. Would it ever happen? Because of the time that it takes to get these blockchains and everything, it would take my computer running fully almost a year to even come back with anything, and it probably wouldn't even do it because the computational speed to like be the first to find these. Yeah, there's online farms where you can pay like some certain money and other people do that, and you can get a percentage of the Bitcoin. It's just it's not worth it. It's,
1: it isn't, and this is why you know gold is still a solid investment. Because, uh, you know, you have that gold. And when the machines take over and they destroy the internet, all the bitcoins are gone. But those machines are still going to want gold for their circuitry. So gold is still a positive investment for the future. Which brings us up to our new sponsor, Cash for Gold. (laughs)
0: Good segue, man. Oh, that's great. (laughs) I have thought about just throwing in random people as sponsors to make
1: it seem like, oh, yeah. And then watch, they would sue us because we've got so much... Money and influence <laughs> you, you you violated you, you promoted us When we didn't pay you To do that <laughs> yeah. Now you give us money Ah capitalism yeah. Such
0: a great system So let's uh, There's a lot of books That we read this week mm-hmm.
1: And there's a lot of books That we want to talk about I'm going to let you go first Well alright uh, Those of you Who you know Might be new to the show I'm Matt I haven't been around For a while I have three pesky monsters That keep me very very busy but I, I love those them. pesky monsters. They're really good, but uh, it does break down the uh, free time. Uh, however, I've been able to read some comics this week, which is nice. Uh, and I'm going to review Coyotes, number one. Here's the one thing
0: that sometimes sucks when doing the podcast is that you get tons of comic books. Do you Are you able to read them all before the podcast, and like normally you know, Linz is here. She's actually off at a um, Comic-Con convention this weekend, so that's why you're feeling Was it an it.
1: anime one? Uh, or was that oh last yeah, weekend?
0: Actually, no, actually you might be right. I think it is an anime one. I don't know. It's some sort yeah. of con. I don't know. Here. Linz was talking. We weren't paying attention yeah. to her. But when she reviews a book that I haven't gotten to yet, it's like, oh that sucks. You're ruining it for me. Or then I'll start talking about one. Oh. So, case in point, I didn't get to this, yes,
1: yeah. So, it comes from Image Comics, story Excuse by.
0: Spoiler Sh- free, just for me.
1: I mean, there's not a lot. It's it's a first. It's a first issue for uh, you know a new line. It's not like it's in an already established world, so it's very much a world building episode.
0: It okay. Leaves you
1: with questions. Leaves, it just jumps right in, and it kind of does the you know full circle type deal. But stories by Sean Lewis, are by Caitlin Yarsky. All right. Uh, we're somewhere in the Southwest. Okay. Uh, there is English speaking and there's a white cop, uh, that's coming up to this murder. And so it really makes me go, okay, we're somewhere in America, but it's definitely Southwest. There's also a lot of Spanish that other characters speak. And, um, in the background,
0: are there a lot of plateaus? Like you can almost feel like it's like. Roadrunner, e. Coyote type Coyote. Uh,
1: you get some desert stuff. I mean, uh, well, he first comes up to a whole field of crosses. So Ooh, that's gosh. ominous. And then opens up uh, a room full of dead bodies. And one girl, young girl standing there. Um, she looks badass in the very like kind of scrawny but don't fuck with me kind of way. Uh, she's got makeup that would be reminiscent of uh, like kind of deus, deus mortis type makeup with the dots okay. and the kind of skull-like features. And um, so the cop brings her in because she's the only person standing there just kind of still and silent. So this new cop uh, in the area brings her in for questioning and they're like, everyone else thinks you're catatonic. And I, j- I just think you're scared. So so let's start at the beginning. And that's when it just starts jumping in to like this backstory, um, which is, you know, cool. Like, one of the things that's fun in comics, right, is when you get different colors to represent, like, when this character speaks, we get color. And then when this character speaks, we change the font a little bit or we put, uh, you know, the thought bubble because we can't see the character talking when they're doing, like, a narrative. Yeah. Um, and so...
0: Except for Deadpool.
1: Yeah, except for Deadpool. because <laughs> But he's got that trademark orange stuff, right? Thanos has the trademark, like... You kind of drippy news dri- Yeah, and so for this one, she talks about that. She goes, uh, that's what the uh, Duchess calls... Straight up mess up. There's a lot of swearing in this book, so it's definitely mature. Um, but and when the Duchess gets her little word bubble, it's got these nice like frills and stuff, very Victorian uh, style to it. Uh, so it's really cool to like introduce a character before we see her, and giving us a sense of oh, she's got etiquette, you know, she's <laughs> she's powerful uh, with the frills around her her word bubbles. Um, but then it just goes like straight into like, you know, they're in the city of lost girls. And what does that mean? Where is this city? Does it have a is there's a real name to the city, but it's a nickname, the city of Lost Girls. And we go through um Anelia. Right? Yeah. Analia? Yeah, Analia. Her uh who's the main character. And she's getting all these lessons from the Duchess, uh, being told that she you know, you're special, you're you're the ones. Um but in her backstory, they talk about, like, the coyotes, and you're like, oh, like, man, these coyotes, like, maybe they're just a metaphor for something, right? But no, they're, like, straight-up coyotes. Are they mystical coyotes, or are they just, like, normal coyotes? Well, we'll get there, okay? So, uh, her sister gets attacked by these coyotes, right? And as I'm reading this, I'm getting that vibe of very much, like... they vampire
0: coyotes They turn other people into said, I said I'll
1: get, I'll, I'll get there. They're okay. werewolves. I'll get there, all right. And yes, they are—they're wear coyotes. <laughs> but I'm getting this vibe very much of like, because the 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 older sister brings the younger sister Nalia out uh, the town, and they're in a whole bar, and all there is is women, and the women are like, you know, see every woman in here—they're all living. They aren't scared of what's happening out there. They aren't scared of disappearing, because once they have your fear, they own you. You gotta live. And the little girl's like, "I will." No, you gotta say it like you mean it. I will. And so you're getting this vibe very much like, okay, this guy's, the the coyote's like a metaphor then for predatory men. And so I'm reading this, I'm like, this is like a a strong woman book, right? And talking about you got to be you know, fierce, you can't let the fear take you. Well, then the two girls are walking home and the coyote's attacking. No, they're legitimate coyotes and they take the sister. And so the younger girl is, is upset. They come for her and they take her mom. So she goes screw it off. I'm gonna die here. I'm taking these coyotes with me and burns down the house. And then another friend shows up, so she's able to save that friend and they escape. These two girls escape at a young age. Um, and then you get training sequence, right? Little girl's gonna montage. learn montage. Montage. You know how she learns how to be a badass? Samurai movies. And this is why you should let your children watch as much TV as they want because it's educational. So uh, she learns. That's why I know how to fight aliens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The common cold, the best way to fight aliens. Um, So anyways, and then you get the duchess, uh, like, training her. Uh, One of my favorite uh, lines is she's doing the training sequence. She goes, um, we're going to call you red, and you're going to be covered in it. Your sister would be a proud motherfucker. (laughs) She goes, Dolly Parton with those arrows, Beyonce with those darts, and when you run, a fucking iron woman. I see a whole pack of coyotes going to collapse before they let your, their four-legged freaks outrun you. And so they're talking about these, these coyotes are, like, bad and stuff. So then... What, keep, how, well, what age did you say? About 12? This girl, this, yeah, she's got to be, you know, around 12 or so. Okay, so a real young girl. And, um, but then she goes out. She's going to go out uh, coyote hunting now. And uh, she's with a van of uh, probably immigrants. They're talking about going up north and stuff. Up north, it's going to be better. We're going to be safer there. And then she's, she, like, passes this note to a boy and is like, hey, when it happens, run. The boy's like, what are you talking about, you freak? And then the coyotes attack. And they're, <laughs> like, legit coyotes. And they start killing everyone. Well, she kills a coyote and chops off its head, and the head reverts back to a human head.
0: Ooh. So now you're like, ah. Like those, though, also look like fucking humans
1: huge... Co- like, I don't... I look at them as more or less like wolves. They do look like wolves, but they've got the sleekness of a coyote. Come okay. on, Tony. Know your biology. Your zoology, I mean. My uh, tropes? Yes. Or... Your lycanthropes, okay? Yeah. And uh, so, again, you know, being the Southwest, coyote's a big deal. Also, the coyote is a mythical, you know, being. I'm intrigued. I want to know where this is going to go. So we get through the whole story and we come back full circle to where she's standing in the room with all the bodies. Uh, and now you know uh, what.
0: Now you know why they're all
1: dead because yeah. they were at
0: one point. Because most
1: of them were coyotes. Yep, and Odies w- Wiley They're all Wileys <laughs> Yeah. All right. So she's she's being questioned, and then uh, some of her lady friends uh, come and break her out, and the cops are like, you know, you can't just come in here. And uh, the great line, because uh, again, this is a new cop, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, "What are you doing? Stopping an illegal questioning of a minor? Because you can't just do that stuff." She says, "Welcome to the city of lost girls. Transfer. You stop letting our bodies end up in ditches, and we'll stop pissing on your badge. Good day." So again, this is like a, a you know strong woman, Matured. mature, but strong woman, and now this cop. You're like, "Oh, this guy seems like a total douchebag type deal, right?" Like, "Oh, what you doing?" But then, so you think it's over because they find this like half. Mutated coyote body out in the desert. The guys do chupacabra. like yeah, very chupacabra looking. Yeah, um, but then we get an extra. I was like, oh, is this like a little extra comic? No, we get a, a black and white version of how did that cop get there in the first place? And he's super dedicated to the to the job. His he's on the he's on a case uh, patrol, and his wife's like, you better come home now, or your daughter and I won't be here when you come back. And then this truck driver plows in and kills. This other mom leaves the other girl orphan. He's like, What would I do if that was my daughter? I'd get mad, and then you find out, oh, the truck driver works for Adlin, which is a free pass. Like, you don't mess with the Adlin folks. Oh. And so you go, Oh, so there's some corruption here. Ah, big powerful man, I see where this is going. So this one cop ends up getting transferred out there because he's dedicated to his job, he's willing to take on these assholes. And the chief's like, well, you want all that? Well, I'll send you out there. You'll have plenty of cases out there. Um, and so you kind of go, okay, so this cop, while he did seem to be a tool at first, does seem to be like he's, he's his heart's in the right place. So um, I'm intrigued. It's uh, against number one. So you can get out there and jump on this uh, coyote train if you want to find out uh, more about it. Comes from Image Comics. Uh, so pick it up, it's worth a read.
0: I was wondering if uh it was partly uh if the coyotes were a figment of her imagination. I'm blinking on the, the movie name. The blonde girl that had like the the adventures with the other girls, but she was really secretly Sucker Punch? Yeah. Okay. How that you know, those were all kind of figments of her imagination. So that you know He's actually they that... actually are men that are attacking and taking but, but in you... her vision of telling the stories that but then when you see that it reverts then you're like okay this is more of a mystical type of book because th- it could go either way. Yeah. Our art is is interesting and until we know what like kind of the, the writer and the creators are trying to go for as far as like what the real world is mm-hmm. it could have very well be like okay maybe she's a little that's how she views these men mm-hmm. which could have been good. Another artists and creators have done books like that. I always like to have a little bit more of the mysticism. and
1: mm-hmm. Well, like I said, seeing that, you know, I would totally agree with all of that, except for that one page at the end of her first story where two guys are out there in the desert with this, like, half-bloated Oh, yeah, so there's other,
0: other views yeah. and scenarios than just there's, the one person's yeah, vision. exactly.
1: But that still doesn't uh, escape the fact that the guy that she killed was a, was a man and the, how they're talking about, you know, how... Uh, terrible the guys are in that area and stuff, and you see this whole city. It's the city of lost girls. I mean, it's basically just whole scenes with women taking care of each other and stuff. So there's going to be there's going to be some more social commentary on that, I think. So, well, excellent. And that's you know, good art is going to push the envelope, and you might agree with it, you might not agree with it, but it's certainly reflecting our times. So,
0: well, you speak about coyotes, I speak about apes. Apes, yes, great apes. Those damn Dirty Apes. Aww. Kong on the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> which is, when I saw that title, I go, holy shit. Something I never would have thought of putting together, but that they did. And it was actually a bit amazing. Very slow. This is the first issue so far in this little bit How of long series. is
1: the series supposed to be? I believe it's six. Okay.
0: And yeah, because that doesn't sound like a long, sustaining <laughs> yeah but I don't even know kind of where it's going like um written by ryan Fer- Ferrier um illustrated by uh Carlos uh oh man I can't read my uh Mangino. that's not even it because I, I don't have my comic in front of me and I'll I find put it put my notes I'll, down. G-
1: I'll give some respect to the artist
0: here goes here goes the thing last week I've mentioned that I started uh writing notes shitty part is I can write notes. I can't read my own shitty handwriting. Your handwriting is awful. So it's almost as best if I didn't write notes because these are also going to confuse
1: the shit out of me. Alright. Carlos Magno. Oh. It's it's a very simple Magno. Magno, yeah. Okay. Colors by Alex Gomez. Alright. This book I
0: unfortunately like you have to have watched the movies.
1: Well, most people at this point have seen the planet. But when a
0: lot of, like some of these they'll kinda of do recaps, refreshers, they'll introduce some characters. This doesn't. This starts off straight up with the Statue of Liberty. In and, the Forbidden Zone. And it wasn't even until actually reading this that I realized, Holy shit, this is such an iconic uh scene, piece of you know cinematography that when you just see a statue of liberty like underneath like stuff like rubble you just know it's a future dystopian world and just seeing this they they're there to take it down they want to get rid of this structure um and so you're already in the timeline of now knowing they had just discovered that um taylor the human had finally you know gotten beyond there and gone in the forbidden zone um so everything within the first planet happened but um i also love because zeus is like you know this is the greatest uh symbol of uh of cruelty of man's cruelty and it's like
1: it's funny the how much it changes yeah yeah i'm uh in my history class i teach we're talking about immigration And so I was telling him, like, you know, the Statue of Liberty was given to us as a gift from the French to celebrate our liberty, like how free they are over in America. And I go, but then it becomes the symbol of immigrants coming here for hope because they pass by it on their way to Ellis Island. And so that connection between It's one of the sites they see On their way into Is why it became known for And that's why they put the plaque in later That said give us your oppressed Your poor and stuff It originally wasn't supposed to be A symbol of hope for immigrants It was, you know Hey, America, you're pretty cool Land of the free um, Thanks so, for the statue Yeah, thank you, thanks, thanks for the statue But, uh, quick question Yeah The first time you saw Dr. Zayas Were you thinking Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas <laughs> Yes and then, <laughs> w- not only thinking of that, there is a part
0: in there where someone goes, Dr. Zance! Dr. Zance! In loud thought bubble, or loud voice bubble. That I'm like, wow, okay. And
1: so I'm glad that you Thank also, you, Troy McClure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really waiting for Broadway to actually do Planet of the Apes, the musical, because they could.
0: Yeah, that Simpsons episode was great.
1: Um you you have all the
0: the same you know big names from the old one um you have Zira. zera you have Cornel- cornelius damn I can't even uh, speak you know you have obviously Dr. Zayas. and you have one of the coolest scenes that I feel well before I even getting into that uh as it has just happened with the first planet of the apes movie you know uh Dr. Zera and Cornelius they are kind of a, a, like under house arrest because they just help the human escape, and, and so, and, you know, there are protests going on in the city, people that, you know, want human rights, and it's funny to say, say, say that, but uh, literally getting human rights, and I just, I've loved the movie so much for the way they explore Humanity through non-humanity. I,
1: that's why the first series of the Planet of the Apes was was well received because it had that social commentary. Then they tried to reboot it as an action film with Mark Wahlberg, and it was pretty lame. Yeah, that sucks. but then when they rebooted it again, they brought back that commentary. Well, it still had like a lot more action than the original. Oh yeah, it still had better CG and more action. But they they remembered that if if we don't have some kind of message. That there's no there's no reflection of humanity in it. That's what makes this a good story. So, and so with all that them you know talking about possibly going council,
0: I already kind of well, this is also after that scene. But I kind of want to point to the big players here are told to then go explore what they had just found found out, and it is a giant motherfucking gorilla. A Kong. Yes, and that was like it was. Deadly looking, in...
1: It, it, it makes you, you. You read this, you see the title, at like, Kong on the Planet of the Apes. You're like, oh, like, are they going to be able to control him? Is he going to wreak havoc? And they're going to see, oh, like, back when we were savages, we caused a lot of destruction. No, he's he's dead. It's not he, it corpse. She. Oh, that's what I thought
0: too when I first saw this this picture. I'm like, damn. How how is this? Okay, I guess he technically is on the planet of the ace, but he's dead. But then um, it was Zira who, cause I, like I said, uh, came in like, it's not, a, you know, he, it's a she. And then I'm thinking, damn, wait, did she just give birth to him? She somehow got to this island and he's secretly out there. I go, well, that means he's still kind of big, but not like Kong size big. So you find out that's not the case. They dissect it, but there's a very... Uh, personal with some of the people's uh like not even moral uh what uh, dilemma what's like a moral dilemma ethical ethical dilemma of, dilemma of do we chop up god oh because a lot of them are like this is proof that there's god this has to be a sign and i was like i wasn't even thinking that's how shit was gonna go down take yeah take it as a sign of a of- A bigger being than you yeah and which makes the you know having the doctors be out of answers was one of the things that kind of sets the story in motion um it's also um dr zay as well because even though he has the council and everyone on his side he is still a doctor uh he wants to search for truth for knowledge so it's pretty much like they they set it up to show all this commentary of like what's going on after the movie, huh. but we're gonna set sail to a different place because huh. they uh, go around the world. I think it was to the Warm Waters Island, um, is what they they called the place, which is East Africa. Okay, so sailing across um, the Atlantic, there you know it's rough seas. It seems like they have ships and they know about these other uh, ape settlements within the world.
1: Yeah, I love that their ship looks like a giant trireme from uh, the Roman times. Well, I even love that the one of the generals um, put on the
0: front... The, the, this, after, the giant skull? Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about it you know, wasn't that kind of like, you know... Sacrilegious? And he's like, no, we're bringing God back home. And I think it's, you know, something that is benevolent. And I'm just like, I partly believe him, but I also think because he's the general that he's going to do some stupid shit. And he, this is more or less to prove that we are more powerful than you. Not to mention... That's, when they, that's when, a
1: great take on symbols, on how you can look at a symbol and see what's supposed to be reverent, But I see it as being irreverent and conflict.
0: And, well, you already see this fucker making conflict when they get to this other settlement you know, they're having a celebration of, hey, you know, our other tribesmen from across the ocean are here, and him secretly talking to uh, another uh, ape there. And I'm like, why does everything have to get started by one stupid person doing something stupid? But they're off again to sail. And th- where I was like, okay, where, where is this story about going? And I'm like, oh, if they're sailing, I can only think of one island that they're going to be going to.
1: Skull Island. Skull Island. So... Isn't I'm, that where Peter Pan plays? Like, tricks on Captain Hook? On skull Island? A skull Rock. Ah, oh, Skull Rock, yeah. Oh. It was a rock that looked like so. Yeah. Alright. I wouldn't really call that a whole island. Nah, nah, no, it's just a rock. Island,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know how, you know, Kong of this world got here, but there was a, a great scene, uh, or just one little picture, which you couldn't really read the newspaper, but it looked as if... Cornelius had a newspaper from the past when they made newspapers here that showed a dead Kong or that showed an incident. So almost as if this is the world of also when you have the King Kong uh, um, comic books and everything, You that's the world where Kong has been and where he does. So if you kind of merge the two, you can almost make it as if that was the past um, Of this universe as well. Yeah, well, if it's
1: Earth Earth and Skull Island is on Earth, then you're just saying, yeah, that was... And it's kind of like the,
0: not the lane before time, but, like, it is that island, and most things have always been, like, it's outside of time. So, has, yeah, has Kong been here this entire time? But because of technology pretty much kind of getting wiped away, that the apes have never truly sailed there. How the female Kong got to, I don't know why I call all giant apes Kongs, but... When the female giant ape gets to the island... know yo- should be Konga. Yeah, yeah, true. How Konga got there, you know, that's not... I don't even really need to know. It's the setting of where you need to be in search of this giant ape. But you found a dead one. You haven't really met Kong. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, that that puny ape is going to get fucking crushed, I hope. <laughs> He's going to try to pull some shit. And, it, and it's interesting, too. I wonder if there will be able some sort of talking. Mm-hmm. I mean... Because they're all apes? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I hope not, because I... I don't want to hear Kong talk.
1: Me, Kong. Yeah. Great babe. Great babe. <laughs> me Great talk, Me talk like Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> he my hero. You found out that he actually speaks in perfect Shakespearean verse. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this this book, very good, very
0: interesting uh very beautifully drawn and a lot of
1: detail to the hair. There's lots of hair.
0: Well, in the story, like like I said, it follows, even with, uh, and I wish I could remember the Symbians name, but uh Dickhead general guy, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna call him now, is also kind of pulling off of uh, how the planet of the Apes is. I mean, mm-hmm. you do have those that are that feel they are inferior than all other beings. So it doesn't seem out of the sorts to have them coming up with some plan, probably to destroy whatever they find, to you know, yeah, show their dominance over this world. Good book,
1: awesome. Did you have another one you want to talk about, or? Uh, I also read uh, Runaways number three. Actually, I got got caught up on the first three of them, uh, and I'm excited very much because of the show coming out. Here. Coming out November 21st. Yeah, that's going to be... I'm really looking forward to it. And I got some friends uh, who said Oh, have you read Runaways? I go, yeah, I have. And it's one of those things I don't want to give spoilers. And I don't think that it's a spoiler. I think some of the, uh, the advertisements and stuff have pointed out the fact that their parents are um, supervillains. So that's not the spoiler, right? So I kind of keep leaving that... Like, oh, you know, and then someone will tell me, oh no, I know that their their parents are supervillains. Okay, yep, you got you caught me on that. But no, that first if this one is more of a true to the comics for that first series, it's a good story. Um, and it's one of those times in more recent comic history where you're able to build a team from scratch. Like all these characters were new, and but because it's more of a character driven. You know, drama, it just happens that these people have powers, that it doesn't feel as much a superhero book as it is just, like, a fantastic story. Very much, well, you gotta remember, too,
0: they keep saying that this comic book was originally geared towards a younger reading audience, Mm -hmm. but it was actually, like, adults could love it, and there's some, like, more mature themes within the book.
1: yeah. And I think it's I love that the the kids found their family and stuff. And then uh, I broke away from it for a while. And then when I came back to the characters, I was like, Why does Chase have uh, Old Lace like with him? Is actually the um, the Marvel Alliance game that used to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah, Chase was a character, and, and I was like, Why does he have the Velociraptor with him? And then I found out, Oh, Gertrude died. Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. Like you know, well, a choice. And so this new series starts with Chase using a time machine to try well, to save Well, there's also
0: it. some interesting things with within the, those books was kind of like the family breaking up and mm-hmm. some other people kind of doing their own things. Uh, Nico and Chase get kidnapped by Arcade, and that's mm-hmm. when... And they're uh, in Murder World. Yeah. Huh? So, and, like, I kind of spoke a little bit of that last month when I reviewed number two, but number three also doesn't pull any punches like no. it, it hits it's, you in the feels
1: I, I, I was reading all the first three and I go come on let's get on with it and then I'm like no why do I want you to get on with it I like the character pieces I like that this is a story based off of the relationships on these characters that Gertrude's been missing for or she's been dead for two years so everyone else has got two more years of living which in the Marvel universe is like a huge amount. Well, of time. that was a big
0: thing too cuz at first like I was like when she's saying you know you're all grown up and everything I was like Chase okay, is already
1: like the oldest of them. True,
0: but I was like okay, like you know that is kind of creepy now if you know they have a thing. But yeah. then I was like wait, it's only 2
1: years though. It's not that that big of a It's not in the unrealistic, but it is in the creepy vibe. Oh well, a bit of the it, creeper vibe. Very much so, but I was thinking he about, also's what, got first... a van, So that <laughs> yeah. I do love that Chase is still essentially a very simple kind of moron guy that just somehow understands technology. Yeah. <laughs> but Chase is still a great character. Yeah. Nico is still reserved. I love her power of like I can only cast the spell once, and. Like, how you have to, like, there's got to be a running list somewhere in Marvel of, like, we've used that one, we've used that one. I hope so. so they if, they if have a database
0: don't. of, like, healing, and you can look up what words they use yeah. to heal, like, suture wound. <laughs> Why or didn't tu- she
1: just say Phoenix Down? I don't think she's used Phoenix <laughs> Down <laughs> yeah. yet. Um, but, yeah, that, that idea of of she's incredibly powerful, but she can only do the thing once is just a real neat character gimmick. Yeah,
0: you give someone like yeah, all power but then you yeah. give you nerf them in a certain way. Yeah. That's what I like the weaknesses of characters uh, is interesting. Yeah. It, At it least is. for very powerful ones except for when you're, you know, afraid of rocks. Yeah. Like that's just kind of dumb.
1: Radioactive ice <laughs> too. Yeah. All right. Um so the comic is still moving pretty slow but they've gotten most of the people back together. They've got Victor's head they've got they've talked to carolyn um she doesn't want to go but it's clearly that she's conflicted and i love that her choice was like no i just want to be happy you know she'll team back up yeah because uh but they've got gertrude they got chase they got uh nico so now there's just one more to get and it's molly and there's this whole like at the end of each issue you're getting like this creepy vibe of oh someone's looking through the eyes of cats Which are just evil to begin with. So they're doing a nice job of building suspense of, like, oh, what's this going to be about? And you know something's going to happen to bring them all back together again as a family. But, you know, the characters keep talking about, like, we ran away because we were in danger. We're not in danger anymore. So why are we the runaways type deal? Yeah, well, that's not like,
0: like, you know, they're getting the band back together, but, like, the name. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And and I I totally, it's just, it's... It pays a lot of attention to the detail of the character's past, especially Gertrude, who is like, I'm out of sync with everybody else.
0: Continuity is the only thing that I ever fucking care... Well, not the only thing. It's the most important thing when you're going to write another series. Mm -hmm. Go off the past. Don't make... You know, a, and it, a just, Michael Bendis mistake. Despite
1: and... as much uh, rebooting that Marvel has done recently, it seems like nothing changed in the runaway storyline. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, again, if if you, I'm excited for the show. I really think uh, I, I trust that Hulu's done it well. I'm just mad that it's not going to be like a Netflix series where I can just binge through it. I'm gonna have to wait weekly, but I think that'll be nice. and, and I really hope that. That it is true to the first story arc, um, because that was a fantastic well, here's the story. thing.
0: Um, it is, and here's why these uh, books, which is weird because this is still numbered three when it is going off of the other Runaways books, so they the legacy uh, yeah, books are coming out, and they are no joke awesome. Last week, when I reviewed Captain America 695, which actually you should read it just because. I know you're not as huge a as fan as I am as well.
1: Uh, no, I like Captain America. Okay, but you watch
0: some of the other shows with Milo, so...
1: No, I I like Captain America when he's not the, like, I'm super... Like, what they've done with him more recently, Uh, my favorite Captain America was Ultimate Captain America, who was a soldier first. He was annoyingly uncompromising, but he was still a soldier, so he had the, like... Well, yeah, I'm gonna sh- use guns and shoot people because I'm a soldier and I fight wars. And in wars, people have to die, you know. Unlike the, you know, what Marvel had for many years, where, I will knock you out with a punch and I'll throw my shield. And a s no, Captain America using his shield to decapitate people. That's the Cap I appreciate. So okay, well, that's
0: not the re- would be the real Cap. Then he would <laughs> yeah. knock them out. Yeah. Uh, but the, I, I, the, I grew. The legacy is getting to the point of bringing back what they truly were. When they started, so you can see it with the runways. I saw it in Cap. Um, same with Thor. You you're getting these integral stories of who these characters were when they first started. And normally we would all bitch about they're just rehashing the same story. Uh, they're not. They're 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 getting back to the same characters, not same stories.
1: Just like Deadpool and Cable.
0: Yes, just like Deadpool, the Despicable Deadpool. I
1: was reading that, going, okay, this is Legacy. So they're like, this is a reboot. And I go, and it's the same time because this is how Cable and Deadpool met. Was Deadpool trying to kill Cable, and I, and that's when it dawned on me. I go, yep, that's Legacy, recycling old stories, Well even them in,
0: in number, well, two or what is it, six? Uh, what one just came out now? It was two eighty nine that just came yeah. out this uh, week. So two eighty seven when they first uh, restarted this. There was a, a a scene in there where where Dead, Deadpool goes all right the big uh, story arc is called killing cable. Yeah. And he goes at one point um it's almost like I love uh love uh or I have a legacy of trying to kill you and yeah. they bolded legacy and I was like god you shoehorn that in
1: but but it's Deadpool so And it's getting sense. back
0: to what originally it was about. Mhm. Um I also, because the conspiracy theorist in me, also always thinks that they do certain things around their multimedia side of things, so we have a Runaways show coming out, why not redo the books? Well, yeah. If it wasn't for that, I don't think they would actually do a Runaways book. I I don't feel, they've done them here and there, I do feel that it's about time they came back regardless if they have the TV show, Yeah. but I don't know if they would have, it coincides quite well, which is nice. Yeah. We have the Deadpool movie coming out in spring. What better way than to have
1: him teaming up with Cable than having... We're fighting a... Cable again. Yeah. Yeah. Because
0: yeah. I'm assuming that probably will happen. It's got
1: to happen at first because it wouldn't be Cable and Deadpool if they weren't trying to kill each other. At or first. if we can
0: go with conspiracy theory the other way. Marvel is trying to have them kill each other when in the movie they're going to be buddy buddies because that's Fox. And so they want to shit on their, yeah. on their plans of the movie. But... No, going back to this. Oh, uh, also, uh, this story is uh, Jerry uh, Dugan and Scott uh, Koblesh creating this. Uh, yes, I love it. Uh, well, of course you It do. is Deadpool at its finest. And even much so, I've gotten a little sick of where Deadpool has gone with the slapstick comedy, with the always having to have a joke um, in the word bubbles. Like... Mm. This less of he doesn't have his multiple, like multiple brain going. It's just straight up, he's the killer. He's going to talk out loud. He's going to say dick and fart jokes. Mm-hmm. But he says them out loud. It's not like a setup. He'll say something, and then his thought is kind of like almost like hashtag. Here's the punchline. Yeah. That they used to have of, of writing him. I'm loving him.
1: He, I like that cable though, goes, it's when he gets silent that he's the scariest, right? Like, yep. And,
0: and this whole thing has been deadly. Like, in order to get up to, you know, this one, this whole story arc with the Time Variance Society yeah. uh, coming to get uh, cable because then they think he's Strife, which you find out for, okay, these books, are, you can easily pick them up if you haven't read any of the other comics.
1: They're doing a nice job of recapping in the action, so you don't need a ton. You just have to go. Okay, he said that about just take it for and granted. a little and bit on. of mystery
0: yeah. for people that haven't read him. Mm-hmm. Like I even kind of was like, oh yeah, he's working for Strife. That's why he's originally going to kill him. And then I go, why? I go, oh yeah, because Strife saves uh, his daughter and the Prestons.
1: Yeah, he made in the first it, issue home- he made a comment about the Prestons, and I was like, I have not been reading Deadpool at all. But I go, okay, so somebody Deadpool cares about the Preston families was enough, and Strife helped save them. Cool, and I was able to just move on.
0: And all that because Madcap from, uh, I think it was in the um, coffee.
1: Madcap coffee? No, he
0: was. He's like, um, he's he looks kind of like almost like the mask a bit, but not really the like his way he looks. But he uh, um, pretty much put a virus in Deadpool, which then affected them, and then Strife gave him and all this. You kind of find on this issue, so you could have read these and still had that like yeah. mystery about it, but then they explain it to you. And not only that, but in this issue, we finally see the brothers becoming brothers again. They're yeah. over their squabble and they're not fighting. However, when they were fighting, is also at its best. Yeah, like Those when two. they when they get back together, when he cuts off Cable's arm to use it. Well, he doesn't cut off. He cuts off his own arm to attach Cable's arm. Yeah, that, to be able to so use in it. In issue for time two, travel. he's
1: using Cable's arm.
0: And I just love here again. It's good writing. Him saying,
1: you know, you're not going to want to know, like, what I've done with, with that arm yeah. or something. And then Cable he, later on, when he gets his arm back and says, Hey, Bella, run disinfectant protocols. Yeah. <laughs> it's this little nod that you go, Yeah, that was inappropriate. And that's why I laughed.
0: Um, there's so much with this, but I want to talk about this last issue where, I, I, I mean, I just want to say everything happened. Yeah. There was there is there's a time loop. There was like a go back in time. There was a find uh, you know when this all originated. There's the the plan, the betrayal, the counter betrayal, nope. the knowing I was going to betray you. you, knowing you're going to be able to fix that and then send a message to my past
1: self to tell myself not to do that at all. Yeah.
0: But what I loved the most was was when all this was happening, I didn't know where fucking dinosaurs come out of a time
1: time zone that that doesn't come out of nowhere strife did that to him to cable before and so he opened a time loop and sent the dinosaurs out and then you think oh here's the dinosaur ones and so then strife reveals you know what it wasn't just dinosaurs i was holding in a little time pocket but it was also vampires from blade's war with them in 2020 and i go oh that's something to look forward to (laughs) i think it's
0: 2022 they 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 put it a little bit beyond uh (laughs) <laughs> what I love was when they were battling the dinosaurs and let me quick get my uh my notes here. He uh when he takes the the one and he goes, That was in me. That's anything, mine now. Anything that's in me is mine now. <laughs> this so knife he, foot is mine now. So he
1: cuts off the, 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 <laughs> the Velociraptor's foot. It starts just It's a dinoticus, Tony. Now it's too big to be a Velociraptor.
0: I know, I just thought it was a mutant Velociraptor. Alright. Um, <laughs> know your dinosaurs. You have Cable and Strife battling each other. Uh, you have Deadpool kind of coming up. Oh, before even all that shit happens, you have the face-off.
1: Yeah, oh. The compensating. So they got a Mexican standoff going on. The three of them all have guns pointed at each other. Cable and Strife have giant guns, and Strife's got a sword too. And then Deadpool's just got his two pistols. And so he's talking <laughs> about how they're he's overcompensating. And then you just get uh, a whole, like... God, is it that? How many is that? Ten by how many? two. I
0: think there's two rows.
1: There's two rows of them, and let me pull that up here. I don't think it's necessary to say how many panels it was. But it's a, it's an incredibly a great number of panels that Just is enough. showing up. Like, um, uh, my eyes are slanted this way, looking at you, and then their same face, exact same face, but the eyes slanted the other way. I'm looking at you now. But it almost goes. <laughs> it goes into the realm of a little too much, and then back to funny again. <laughs> It does. There's one last part though that you have to mention, because while there's dinosaur vampires, no, we didn't even get to the vampires coming. Oh, out because oh, I said the vampires came. Because out, yeah. then we
0: have the you know, cable already knew that was going to happen, so he put a virus to knock out the, the dinosaurs, and, and then he has the vampire because strife knew that he would have that, so he had. But then the vampires can infect them and make them vampires. Time travel's fun. Oh, and not only that, it's but. I, what I loved the most was the Pentagon. Yes,
1: that's what I was getting to. Is like The thing that made me th- the happiest was you got two generals in the Pentagon. And it looks like they're just having dinner. And they're like, well, let's just nuke. Uh, we can just nuke it, but we haven't even given the Avengers enough time. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter what we do. Let's test that theory that, that they'll <laughs> come save us always... at the end. We'll drop the bombs and either someone will save us in the nick of time. Or, or, we, or, got or of we'll, we got rid of the vampire dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So they nuke New York, and when that was happening, I go, "Is this really fucking happening?" And then I'm like thinking, because you got to look at each book as you know being part of the whole comic universe. Yeah. So is anyone else gonna talk about this? I'm like, wait, why am I fucking talking about this when there's time travel? Yeah. Of course they're gonna fix
1: it. Yeah.
0: And I love that. Then he went back to before. Give me a portal to myself 30 minutes ago.
1: Don't do the plan. It's a trap. And then Cable. Yeah. Old cables
0: that so that we now. Don't have that timeline. None of that happened. And we have pickup from where he was
1: beating the shit out of Deadpool. It's almost like Lava. playing Prince of Persia and dying. And then somebody coming out and saying, but that's not how it really happened. <laughs> yeah. I think one of one of my favorite
0: lines, though, was too towards the end of it of right after the standoff when Deadpool is finally like, God, I want to kill both of you. It's like you've been bitten by radioactive old men. <laughs> like, and, and it's something that I forget that Cable is supposed to be an old man
1: but he's really not. I mean, he looks old, and, I mean, he is old. He's he's lived in many, many... He made a comment of, like, living over 100 years. But he's... Well... But he's... I don't know. Maybe it's a mutation. Maybe it's because of time travel that his body's kind of in stasis type deal. But he is... I look at him kind of, though, as fit
0: as, like, any of the other, you know, Avengers or anything. Yeah,
1: he's one of the... He is, hands down, one of the more stronger fighters not necessarily when he's overpowered with telekinetic power and stuff but just the fact that strategy and uh, resources hands down oh well
0: i like that he has protocols on protocols yeah getting back to his hand (laughs) like you know you know i got a protocol to say the magic words and and you know and i will kick your sentient being out of it and then take it over what are the magic words I just told you the magic words right. were magic words. words. I said them. I now have control. And of the hands. arm
1: starts kicking Deadpool's ass when it's attached to him. Yeah. It's those small
0: things. that, And it's it's great because you have this serious person who I love, Cable. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. And you have uh, this semi-not-serious. I even like that Deadpool is now, because he has to kill four people because of Strife, now they're going to kind of go after him. But he's still being more of a dick. And yeah. sure, I'm seeing... Uh, he's going to go back to being kind of... He's going to be wanted now more, so he's probably going to do some more in old time, school stuff. In time
1: for the movie. I think he got a little too superhero-y and mm-hmm. everyone just like, oh, Deadpool, this and that. I mean, but isn't that fun for a character arc? To be like, well, we tried that for a while, but let's go back to the legacy roots. Mm-hmm.
0: And we'll go. Move and on. their teaming up is always great.
1: Yeah, I that was still one of the uh, the favorite series that I had was uh, Cable and Deadpool. Um, and when they, when they got back, when they did that whole thing... Uh yeah quite quite enjoyable. Anyways, uh enough of the past. Let's talk about the, the future. Oh, or, or the near we future. do have some
0: things that we could talk about in the future. Let's talk about the present right now. All right. And what a present it is cuz I'm not going to lie. The man has done some good things, but recently I'm I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. So the present of him leaving Marvel and going to DC Brian Michael Bendis has decided to start working over there, across people across you the keep,
1: pond. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: yeah. What do you call across America? I mean, yeah. L.A. to New York, but uh. or New York to L.A. Uh, here's some things about it. From what has been learned, because he he was a big, you know, create like world builder. Architect. Yes, going from disassembled, and this is why we loved him because those events didn't feel like events it just felt like a good story that was flowing through and it was the a marvel universe and it was a
1: long a story long in the telling instead of like a oh we'll sensationalize you with this one and it has no impact on anything else but it was a good story it was a long burn for his run from avengers disassembled all the way up through civil war was it or, no, siege siege yeah
0: yeah, cause, so, well, yeah, because then it was yeah, Civil War was there. Civil War was in it, and then there was uh, Secret Invasion. Then it was uh, Dark, and he and he, Dark he
1: alone wasn't the only person to put that together. Um, there was plenty of other writers that you know Mark Wade with Civil War specifically and stuff, but the fact that he was part of that you know team that was taking all their books and and when Marvel had a crossover event, it felt good. Like, I liked their crossover events. House of M was a fun thing, like, the uh, Age of Apocalypse was a fun thing. Much more than I felt that the DC crossover events during the same time period were like.
0: But now you flip it, and now DC is doing some amazing event work where Marvel has kind of fallen off the ship ever since uh, everyone gets a hammer. So. Original Cinema was actually kind of okay, but it also felt a little forced.
1: But
0: here's the thing, though. What Brian Michael Bendis touches can be good or bad. At first, I love the dialogue between characters. Then it got a little, okay, now they're, it's a little wordy and no plot points. Or You're just making them say stupid fluff stuff. I am a person that loves the narration in, in books. I love the reading, the dialogue. Cause you it love can, the fluff. Right? It can bring, no, when it's more based on the story, the setting, what's in this world. It's not the, the word bubble of like, so did you get a beer? I might have. Well, what kind did you get? Oh, like kind. Well, what kind of like kind? You know, the ones from Jerry's? Oh, you didn't go to Sally's? What the fuck did that word mash have anything to do with what's going on in the story. Without
1: context of what story that is, I'm lost too, so I can see why you're in Well, I, don't,
0: I just made it up,
1: but I'm actually, no, I'm, <laughs> then, silly, <laughs> I'm Oh, so Tony's writing of dialogue is on the same par of Brian Michael Bendis. I guess it. It could be with how shitty the, some
0: of those can be. Alright. But let's just, okay, so with that being said, he was top dog there and in recent weeks, or actually not recent weeks, Uh, within the last couple months in the last couple years even, he's been kind of taken back by that he has done everything he's wanted to do within Marvel, but the biggest thing is, he started getting pushed away from being that creator Um, Kevin Feige from doing the the Cinematic Universe who's the architect for that they used to consult the, the writers now they're kind of doing their own thing and because of that there goes Brian Michael Bendis being able to help out on the movie side. Yeah. He feels a little snuffed by that. Right before, when they had their giant writer summit, right before New York Comic Con the other month, it was told that when they do these legacy things, Peter Parker Spider-Man is going to be taking over the Spider-Man title. They're still going to have Miles Morales, but it's going to be Miles Morales Spider-Man. And him creating Miles Morales felt that Miles should have just the singular title as Spider-Man. Yeah. I personally disagree because I do think if you're going to do Legacy, well, the original is the original. Yeah. So he should have...
1: But it's disagreements like that. Honestly, what they should have done is they should have said, we got the amazing Spider-Man and we have the ultimate Spider-Man because... That's where but I think
0: they're just trying to get rid of anything yeah, that I says know. ultimate. But it still gives you the yeah. sense of you know. But that was
1: another thing that you know Bendis did is he he helped start that whole
0: world. Well, he created a lot of characters that are still huge. I don't yeah. forgive him for what he's done. Yeah, to he's, Guardians yeah. <laughs> because he's fucked up that and and everyone can say this is what I said before. Continuity is not his. Anything. Point. Yeah, he would he rather tell. Care. He'd
1: rather tell the story he wants to tell without necessarily caring about the continuity. But you gotta, you gotta respect a lot of the things that he has done. Has greatly influenced Marvel Comics, and he is certainly one of the uh, reasons why the cinematic universe is the way it is. How much they draw from the Ultimate Universe in the movies because it's a more contemporary telling of their stories and stuff. He was right there. On Ground Zero, helping to build that world. So,
0: so going to what is that is one of the luxuries with DC. Mm-hmm. He has been offered that seat at the multimedia realm um, to be with Jeff Johns in the movie cinematic side too to help create that. And I I can see as a personal thing you you want to be have all hands on deck. You want to be mm-hmm. doing things. You want to be creative as you can be in many different uh, multitudes. I just wonder what what he's going to work on
1: over there. What book? I don't see him being a Batman writer. You know what? He might surprise you with that, though. And then you'll find out that uh, Batman, Batman, Batman from the past comes to the present, and uh, his parents aren't dead anymore. Yeah. Oh, because he'd forget to write that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, uh, not to you know poop on him too much and stuff. Uh, it'll be an interesting move at the very least, and it'll shake some things up. So we'll see what falls out of the trees. Um, another big thing that
0: happened this past week, which it turned into people thought it was rumors, but then has come out. No, it was definitely damn true. Disney. But then, but then it immediately fell through. But it's still on the table, possibly. Still possibly. Disney buying, uh, 20th Century Fox. hmm That would be huge. It would be huge. It would make their company that much huger. Yes. Bigly. Yeah. So, uh, as much as I've always wanted... Marvel to be able to interact with the X-Men and all that, I don't think it's a good idea in any realm whatsoever to have that big of a giant within... And the film industry is a bit different because of the way that it just pretty much is. One company doesn't really run everything. But when you have one that has all these IPs, all these things that they can hoard and not sell off to other places... I'm afraid of what could happen with Disney having all those things. Would they even make some of these X-Men movies? Would Deadpool get brought back down to a PG-13? Yeah. You know, what? Because they're Disney.
1: Well, there's also the chance, though, too, that the uh, intellectual properties that they acquire could help lead to uh, the Phase 4, including the Fantastic Four. Yeah, there's a few of them that would be be bad. Like, Deadpool would, you know... The reason Deadpool was good, we all know, is because it got the rated R. If it didn't have that rated R, it would have probably been, you know, amusing, but a flop. So Mar you know, Disney, I shall say, is smart enough to get that. And if Disney is willing to acquire and keep getting bigger and stuff, then they're gonna start like, yeah, they're part of us, but they're that part of us over there, right? And they can start diversifying. I mean, they're already gonna have a streaming channel. My original thought on on Disney's streaming channel is that, well, so much of it is family-oriented and like kid-friendly stuff. How do you put something like The Punisher on that, which comes out this week and is going to be amazing, so go watch it. Um, You can't do that, whereas Netflix was able to do that, so Disney is going to somehow figure out how do we get these popular, more adult-oriented entertainments into the public, but... I just, I just don't like
0: Monopolies in any sense in any way. Even I know though, that game is terrible. Has anyone
1: ever finished it without somebody flipping the board and ending friendships?
0: Yeah. Kay. I have once, and it took a long, long time. Actually, Wait. no, we all cheated at the end, so <laughs> it didn't matter. But here's the thing. Marvel, I want to see them partner with, with Fox on some of these movies. Mm-hmm. That way... it. There's not so many resources going away from the Avengers-type MCU. You can mm-hmm. still have those... You can have some crossovers, um, kind of like what Sony did with Spider-Man, and that was the smartest decision Sony has made in forever. It was, clearly. I hope that Fox and them come to some sort of agreement. At least if these talks are talking about buying out. If they don't, it will open up relationships to that. Uh, speaking of Fox, uh, what does a the show... Fox say? a show that I truly have loved and that finally came back because fans wanted it, X-Files. Yep. And X-Files Season 11, there's been a quick teaser trailer, and all I can say is this looks damn better than what they even did with the last season where... uh, Season 10 where it was like six episodes, and I think they want to shoot for a few more. Um, And it's going to happen sometime around... uh, Well... Actually, it's two years ago, 2016, when that came out. So sometime next year, 2018, is what it teases. But there's a lot more aliens. There's a lot more conspiracies. It's got everything that I want. Oh, and it's going to be a 10 episode season again. So that's not enough. But it's
1: well. But speaking of aliens, did you see the latest preview for Agents of Shield? Yes, I did. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be out of this world. Out of this world. Uh, do you think they're still going to do an Inhumans team up with them? Not anymore. Now <laughs> they sent them so far away from the Inhumans. They're like, let's just get them off of But Earth. You do got the Cree there, so you could tie into the fact that the Inhumans were Cree bioweapons. But I do
0: think, well, there's definitely. Well, I don't know. I think they might have maybe reshot some of those what they were planning on doing with Inhumans because Inhumans isn't the greatest. It is
1: not the greatest. We'll have to let's let's wait till the whole series is done. And then we can talk about it. You're going to come back and talk about it? I'll try to, but it's... A, no, no, it's, I, yeah. your record is saying you <laughs> yeah. coming back. So it's, you been to... a, it's been an every other episode. I go, sort of okay. And then, oh, that was really bad. I should stop watching. But then, then the next one is sort of okay. So it's never been above a C. But there's been some parts of it that go, all right, if you could just do more of that, it's got the potential. I will say, it.
0: though, it looked like there's a creature in there that looked like the Brood in mm-hmm. the trailer. That will be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's I definitely, mind. there's and,
1: definitely Cree. I saw the blue skin. You know, unless the blue man group is, is no Kree too. is definitely I've heard is yeah. playing
0: a bigger part in it. But if they have some more aliens, more mm-hmm. flesh out the world. I also wonder if having them off Earth allows them to be gone when the Thanos. The, when Thanos comes yeah. and there's no of it. Because like I said, everything I ties still, into the movies. I, know,
1: I still want though the movies to. I want the Avengers to acknowledge. Wait, Coulson's not dead. Like I just <laughs> want that moment, you know. Uh, especially with Iron Man, like he'd probably just give him a hug or something. So, uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I'm I'm really looking. I for love, Aiden the of the seal, love so. I love
0: the the trailer. Even though it's perfect of like you know split up aliens
1: movies. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The way how many times that. Uh, Mac is meta with the robots last season and now he's like meta with the <laughs> Aliens <laughs> movies. Yeah, those are fun times. The The writing's been great on that. The characters are well developed and well acted so I am super looking forward to and the the CGI, the amount of special effects budget I think that they've got for that is gonna be great. So I'm looking forward to season 5.
0: Alright. Any uh, other news? Uh, not
1: really. Uh, Justice League comes out uh, shortly and Here's all right, so the preliminary what what the press has been able to say about it is what my expectations were. It's supposed to be a fun movie. It's got some cool action. it's got some cool characters. but overall, you're not in it for the plot. It's not doing anything to advance a good plot. And we could probably say that of most of Marvel's movies are the same way that it's there's not a whole lot there that is gluing the the villains in. But it's the characters and the characters working together. So uh, at least it sounds like critics are saying it's tolerable, um, so which is what way better than uh, Batman versus Superman. So all right,
0: um, you got a booze in
1: a book this week. I do have a booze in a book this week, and since we've already reviewed it, I'm going to suggest that you read Coyotes, number one, with a Bloody Maria which consists a Bloody Mary mix and an, and your choice of alcohol being tequila. And then make it like a regular Bloody Mary. Maybe throw in a couple extra peppers or something and Tabasco, you know, just to spicy it up a little bit. But uh, I definitely was getting that feel of like, well, this is, this is red. There's a lot of blood here. I'm in the Southwest. I could really use a hangover drink that has the tequila that kicked my ass the night before. So, uh... Get it, go get yourself a Bloody Maria and read Coyote's number one. All right. Uh,
0: I did have a quote that I was thinking of beforehand to end end today's podcast, but I forgot it. So, Matt, do you have any wise words of wisdom that you've gotten from Adventure, Friends, Marvel what? show that yeah, you watch?
1: I think... Uh, or I, even
0: Voltron. I don't know. I know you watch a lot more cartoons than I do now, which I is kind of
1: crazy. Cartoons are great. Uh, my son's been watching the original he Man. That are on Netflix. Okay, those are terrible though. They are no, but they keep they keep a five year old's attention, <laughs> and the PSAs at the end are my favorite. I can't help but like kind of snicker of like, wow, that is that is really like hitting it on the nose there. Um, but uh, I think I'll uh, quote uh, Deadpool when he's got Cable's robot arm and he's punching people and saying, "Hadouken." <laughs>
0: Stay thirsty for Lindsay's misadventure at Fantasticon.